This is the King Chasing Podcast, where we keep Christ at the center of athletics. Here's your host, Brandon Gilmore. Well, today's guest is John Zeller, the Executive Director of SCORE International. John has previously served as the head baseball coach at Tennessee Temple University and the Masters University, and is currently the chaplain for the New York Yankees single-A affiliate, the Tampa Tarpons. A member on the board of directors of SCORE for over 35 years, John travels all over the United States speaking at churches, sporting events, camps, and conferences, while also traveling overseas on short-term mission trips throughout the year. Thanks for listening today, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with John. Well, hey, John, welcome to King Chasing. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very good, Brandon, and thank you for inviting me, and I love this uh, new uh, mantra, King Chasing. Uh, I love that. Yes, sir. We're happy to have you on. Um, let's go ahead and take a stroll down memory lane. Uh, you played at Tennessee Temple, uh, which is a former NCC member institution, and then became the head coach in 1981. Uh, can you talk about some of your favorite memories from that time? I would love to. I got too many of them, but let me uh, sh share a couple of them. I went in 1971. I actually played soccer and baseball at Tennessee Temple, and Ron Bishop was my coach in soccer, and uh, we just had a great time. We had a great team, but the NCCAA only went to district tournaments back then, and so it was a little different. There wasn't a national tournament, but uh, we had a great time, loved playing. Bryan College was very good. And uh, Covenant College, probably the biggest memory was anytime you beat Covenant College, because they were always NEIA ranked as well as in the NCCAA, but they were very strong in soccer. We beat those guys two out of my four years, and that was awesome. And then um, uh, in uh, baseball, we uh, we played, and and again there wasn't even a there wasn't even an NCCAA. Yes, there was a district tournament back then. I'm sorry, there was. And uh, we pretty much um, had good success there. And then when I coached there in 81 through 85, going down memory lane, uh, we, had, we inaugurated the national tournament in 1984 in Chattanooga. And uh, so you had to have an invitational for two years, 84, 85. And I had a joy being a part of that, getting that off the ground with such guys like Hank Burbridge and and um, Grace, Chris, Grace College out of Indiana, um, Messiah College. We, we just had a lot of really good schools, Alabama Christian, which is now Faulkner. But anyway, had a great two years of tournaments there and uh, was really uh, Lee College, which is now Lee University. But that was a good, that was a lot of fun. Probably the highlight of my coaching career was we uh, beat Liberty University. So that was pretty cool when Al Worthington was still uh, rolling, and uh, uh, that was a that was a good day when we did that. So, yeah, that sounds awesome. Liberty University. Uh, you mentioned Ron Bishop uh, was your was your coach when you played there, and you followed him his footsteps as the coach. Uh, how important was Ron in your life? Well, definitely was a guy that uh, I remember going to Tennessee Temple, and.
in uh, 1971. I didn't know anybody. I didn't really. The uh, first day I stepped on the campus was the first day I ever went, went there. And um, But I saw they were trying out for soccer. He was a soccer coach and at that time. He made his fame in basketball. But I, um, I tried out for soccer. My brothers all played. I grew up in the Amish country in Pennsylvania. So all my brothers played soccer. So I, I grew up as a kid with soccer. You know, Sunday afternoons and Saturdays were going out somewhere and playing soccer. It wasn't playing football. But uh, so I was always around it. I just never played it organized. And um, so I went out and made the team. I don't know how. Made the travel squad. Don't know how that happened either. But uh, we, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then Ron left. He went into the pasture for a little bit. But he came back to Tennessee Temple in uh, 76, I believe. 75, 76, and he uh, then became the athletic director, basketball coach, and in 1981, he offered me the baseball coach at Tennessee Temple. The impact he had on me was tremendous. Uh, first of all, I had never met a Christian man in my life that had had great fun, you know, just living life and living the Christian life, and I also met a man that was so passionate about winning the lost. I'd never been around that. And then you incorporate that with athletics. Man, that, that was just Im- impactful, impressive, and uh, used it in my heart to draw me to Jesus Christ in a, re- in a more relationship, not a relationship, but in a more intimate relationship. And um, I, I, it was none but a blessing. And the impact he had on me is what I'm doing today. That's awesome. Now, I know in 1984, I believe it was you and Ron and a couple other guys were a part of the creation of SCORE International, uh, where you still currently work. Can you talk about, tell us how that idea came about? Yeah, we, uh, well, it wasn't, wasn't my idea, but it always was Ron's idea. Um, and so one day he just pulled up in the parking lot at the gymnasium, called me and another coach in and said, look, I really feel God wants me to start this ministry, SCORE International, and I need some guys to join me, and I need a uh, group of, of five. And uh, so he pulled in another guy named Marty Benton out of Woodstock, Georgia, and uh, we walked down to some lawyer's offices in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, signed a bunch of paperwork. I had no idea what I was signing my name to back in those days, but we signed it. His longtime assistant, Lefty Glasscock, Coach Glasscock was the basketball coach there in those heydays with Ron. And uh, myself, Pat Bishop, Ron's wife, and then Marty, we signed the papers. And we're off and running. We take our first trip in um, 85 and the rest is history. And uh, what God has done, uh, Brandon, it's only a work of God. Uh, we, we like to say, and we've said this for since 84, it's going to be spirit-led, it's going to be gospel-centered, and it's going to engage people in missions. And I can tell you honestly and truthfully and with all integrity, that's what we've done. I love to hear that. You mentioned 1985. That was that was a blessed year. That was the year that I was born uh, and joined this earth. I heard that. Now, uh, 1984 obviously uh, has been some time. I know the exact year since uh, it's a year older than me, but 
what what has it meant to you to be a part of the growth and and how has score grown since then uh, back in those days uh, when we started it was a matter of just taking athletes to engage them in in uh, missions fulfilling the great commission matthew 28 19 and 20 and what we tried to do was uh, engage athletes but as we started going brandon to the same a lot of the same places uh, uh, mexico argentina uh, even europe at that point central america we started zeroing in where god was directing us into uh, certain areas and then we started putting flags in the sand and uh, once we started putting flags in the sand then we became more than a sports ministry. We're, you know, that was our that was our heartbeat. That was our birth uh, foundation. But now we started taking other other groups to come in, uh, church planters and and church groups and teen groups and uh, construction, medical, dental, um, all kinds of things. Children's ministries, vacation Bible schools, choirs. Uh, it it just. Uh, started growing, and once we started um, doing there, we all, we we like to say now we're a full sending mission organization. We still do a lot of athletes, and we still uh, take a lot of athletic teams on trips, but we take way more uh, people on mission trips than athletes, and that's because you know once we started saying, hey, wait a minute, we've seen a lot of people come to Christ here. What do we do with them, and how do we get them discipled? planted into churches and get them to grow. And um, that's what it's just almost unbelievable. Um, The buildings, the church plants, the call to missions. I mean, I I couldn't tell you how many missionaries, uh, you know, came out of those mission trips and called to missions or full-time ministry uh, uh, people and, and, I run across them all the time. You know, hey, I went on that mission trip. That's what drew me. I was talking to a young man the other day. He's in youth ministry heading toward the pastor, and he said, my call on full-time service was when I went with uh, score on a baseball trip to the Dominican Republic. I was playing college baseball. God called me, and here I am today. And so those stories are repeated. Plus, in, in all honesty, uh, Brandon, we 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 help start a lot of ministries as well and help other ministries get started. One that's very much associated with y'all and, and, and Judy Fox and, the, and her volleyball ministry. And, you know, that that is kingdom work. And we love doing those kind of things. And it's just a blessing to see what SCORE has done. You know, just like all of us, COVID set us back a little bit. But now we're starting to come back up and... Uh, you know, it, it's just uh, it's just amazing what God is doing. It is. And I'm sure there's a lot more stories that you don't know about of, of other people who are maybe impacted by you and how they're now making that same impact on, on other people. Um, I know short term mission trips are a big piece of what SCORE does. Um, what are some other ministries of SCORE? And I know you just kind of uh, briefly touched on it, but um, like I know you guys do stuff with uh, to prevent human trafficking and things like that. So um, can you just kind of talk about just all the various ministries that SCORE does? Uh, I mentioned that the church planting and uh, the engage people in missions, but we're very much involved in human trafficking. We have a home in the Dominican Republic for not only ladies, but also young girls called Lily's House. 
and that's been operating probably 10, 15 years now, trying to help ladies come off the street by educating them, uh, giving them a skill, and just winning them to Jesus and giving them a foundation of Jesus Christ uh, so they they can uh, feed their families and they don't have to uh, get out on the streets. We medical dental, that's a, that's a huge part wherever we go. And then also uh, we have homes that uh, we have a girl's home in uh, Dominican Republic for girls who either have been sexually abused or abandoned. That's called um, Pasitos de Jesus. We have a boy's home that we help partner with that's now a standalone home on its own, but it's called Josiah's House. And um, then we also have a home called Merkea Emmanuel's House, which a lady by the name Merkea, who is a leader of that, and it's a Christian school for the very, very, very poor kids who can't afford to even go to public school in uh, Dominican, and we help there. In other places in um, Panama, we, we help with the, the needs of two Indian tribes that are still operating today like they did 400 years ago, the Gamboa Indians and the Kunan Indians out of Panama. Uh, Costa Rica, we're very much involved with a home there uh, called Pond, through the Pond Ministry, and uh, we do a lot of work with them. Uh, we do a lot of work in the inner cities of uh, San Jose, Panama City, um, San Pedro Sula, we have a Christian school there that we partnered with, and we did, still do. Uh, we do uh, pastoral training now in Honduras, as well as uh, Dominican Republic, and uh, we have camps in Brazil, and uh, as, as well as Bogota, Colombia, uh, reaching thousands, thousands of high school kids that come in. So, uh, there's, there's just, uh, man, I, I probably don't even, can't even recall half or more of what we're doing, but it's, uh, we, we really, we really believe that God has ordained us in a special way. And I'll give you, I'll give you one little story here real quick. Uh, we're now in Hilldale, Utah. A lot of people don't know the town, but they know the person. And that was a story of about a man named Warren Jeffs. It's a what they call fundamentalist Latter-day Saints um, community. And he was uh, taken into custody, uh, put in prison, but he had 23 wives. And a year ago, we were allowed to come in there and help bring, through the platform of sports, to help bring uh, sports into their community. Those kids were not allowed to do anything for 30-plus years. They weren't even allowed to go play on the playground in the school because he controlled everything, the church, the school, the town, and uh, he still controls probably about 30% of it. I'm going out there just this next week and uh, using baseball as a platform just to reach kids. And it's been a long process, but now we're allowed to share the gospel. And, and back in March, we saw our first converts. It took us over a year, but we saw our first five converts come to Christ. And so pretty cool, pretty cool deal. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And you you were rattling off all that stuff. And, and I've been around you guys for a few years now here at the NCCAA. And I didn't even know all this stuff that you guys are doing. Um, you mentioned baseball there a moment ago. Uh, I know Scores worked with the likes of Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, uh, Lou Pinella, just to name a few. Um, with your domestic and international baseball clinics, 
what kind of impact has it had having those kind of big names um, for what you're trying to do? Tremendous, because one of our first thing, what SCORE stands for is sharing Christ, our Redeemer Enterprises. And we use that word enterprises as we would use a word called platform. And um, those guys back, uh, you know, nine, ten years ago helped build that platform of drawing crowds through the through a game with a wooden bat and a, a leather ball. And uh, whenever those guys came to the Dominican Republic or in uh, in into a domestic trip, I mean, it, it it's just it's over. I mean, they come from everywhere because of the impact these men have. And they've been very, very supportive of SCORE through the years. Not so much now as we've all gotten a little older and, you know, things change. But back when they were traveling with us, Lou is still involved with us to a degree, and Annie Pettit is too. Um, but, you know, things change and uh, we move on. But, boy, these guys brought impact that brought credibility uh, to the to the cross of Jesus Christ because that's all they wanted to talk about was Christ and and we would see many many people come to Christ after these guys show up share their testimony and uh, it's just powerful very powerful because the kids in those kind of islands uh, areas and even in the domestic towns they know who they are and they'll listen to them because uh, they 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 want what they have. And that's so, so important. And God has so ordained their lives to do that. That's incredible. I'd love to hear more about your clean water projects. Um, what impact has that had on the local communities where you're putting those in? And has it helped the locals be receptive uh, to you guys and, and sharing the gospel there? Yes, uh, I didn't even mention that. We, we've been involved with the clean water deal in the water houses, and we started that probably five, six years ago, and we hook it up with the church and the pastor because many pastors cannot, you know, they can't get paid, but they can sell water, and clean water is what they have to have. They even, even in the Dominican Republic, you could drink, dig a well, but you can't get clean water out of it. It's still contaminated because it's so rocky and the soil is not not like we have when you dig a well here in the United States. But we put in these clean water systems and they come out. When the water comes out, the water is purer than even a bottle of Dasani water. It's that much better, way, way better. I've, I've seen the testing many times. And so the pastors are allowed to sell the water. And we have to be careful because we can't be offensive to the local supermarket, the Mercado, but we gotta we get it, and then there that way they can supplement their salaries as pastors of churches. So all the water houses go to that, and then the water houses give us an opportunity to help um, uh, the pastors, but also help deliver a message that Jesus is the water of life, you know. And, and we use that all the time, especially when we do a grand opening of a waterhouse. What, a, what an opportunity to uh, just give the gospel after it's up and running, built, and it's all uh, uh, concreted in and uh, in a storefront type of thing. And it's, it's really cool to see that happening. And the, the people can buy the water cheaper because they've got to buy clean water. Uh, they can't get water out of the ground. It's very, very, uh, it'll, it'll make even the Dominicans sick. 
And uh, so they have to be careful. They must buy bottled water. And if we can sell it to them cheaper, a little bit cheaper, not way, way cheaper, we tried that. And that, that's going to lead to some riots. <laughs> so we have, to, we have to sell it. We have a rule. We basically sell it about 20% cheaper. And then the store owners seem pretty good with that. So they're all right. That makes sense. Uh, you got to keep the locals happy. Um, but uh, we've, we've talked about so many different uh, ministries that SCORE does, uh, human trafficking, baseball clinics, the water. Um, what are If our listeners are wanting to get involved with SCORE International with any of these ministries, how would they do that? Well, of course, go to our website, www.scoreintl.org, O-R-G, and uh, just look at what you would like to do. They can call us. There, there's uh, plenty of ways to contact us. And then just come join a trip. All our trips are custom-made, uh, Brandon, which means you don't have to have a group to go on a trip. You can come join us on a trip. You want to go to Utah, Alabama, hey, we'll hook you up and you can come there you want to go to Hilldale, Utah, Nogales, Mexico, East St. Louis, Brooklyn, New York, we can send you to places with other groups and you just jump right in and help. And then uh, obviously more than anything, we need the prayer and uh, the support. There's no question about that in these times, but more than anything, the prayer and just the encouragement and uh, that's been good. And, And the NCCAA, I want to say this, Brandon, you guys have been a blessing to us because you you partner with your athletes to help them go on trips with us, and I'm very very grateful for that. And and uh, these kids uh, are are just uh, been a blessing. Everybody that's gone with us has been a blessing. Well, I know we love partnering with Score. Uh, you guys send us chaplains at uh, most, if not all, of our championships, and uh, it's been a it's been a great partnership, and we look forward to continuing that. But That's all the time we have today. Uh, But thank you, John, for joining us today on King Chasing. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Well, thanks again to John for sharing some memories of his time as a player and coach at former NCCA member institutions, the various ministries of SCORE International, and how you can get involved with SCORE. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the King Chasing podcast on whatever app you use to listen. We would also appreciate it if you encouraged others to listen and subscribe. Once again, we're thankful to you for tuning in and supporting us. Join us next time on King Chasing. Take care, everyone.